read through 35. While you're turning there, just to give you uh, kind of the context, the background of this passage, earlier in John 6, uh, the chapter begins with Jesus feeding the 5,000. So as we, as we talk about hunger and we, we read this passage that talks about Jesus being the bread of life, know that bread is something that's on people's minds and hearts already. They've seen Jesus take just, just a little bit of fish and a little bit of bread, one boy's lunch, and feed a crowd of over 5,000 people. And not just that everyone gets, you know, like a little, you know, the, the communion squares that sometimes we have. They all get enough that they're full and there's baskets full of leftovers. So they've come from that. The story in between is Jesus walking on the water uh, across the lake where he's, he's gone with his disciples, and that's where we pick up the story today. The others have have followed him around the lake. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. You're looking for me not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. On him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, what miraculous sign then will you give us that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Now, just a day or two before, he took a bag lunch and fed like everybody in Orange City. And they're asking for a miracle. And then he walks on water. But those those aren't enough, just as a side note. What miraculous sign uh, then will you give that we may see it and then believe you? Because if we see one more miracle, that's enough. What will you do? Our forefathers ate the manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, from now on, give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. practicing this part this week.
Is anybody hungry now? Yeah, there you go. Somebody's honest. Let me ask you a question, though. Were you hungry five minutes ago? Some of you were. How many of you are hungry now that you saw me eating chocolate cake? Yeah? Okay, how many of you are a little disgusted now that you saw me eating chocolate cake? That's honest. We live in a society where we're kind of defined by hunger, right? We hunger for all of those things that we don't have. I mean, if, if you're like me, you could be fine, you could be full, you could at least be content. And then when you see someone else eating something, your mouth starts to water and your stomach starts to grumble, right? Because it's not, it's not the cake by itself. If you're like me, it's that, boy, now I want cake. And it's because you don't have the cake. I, I have the cake. And I'm going to go back and, no. We are defined by those things that we don't want, or those things that we don't have, but that we think we want, we think we need. We think, if I could just have that cake, then I'd be full. Until you saw me eating a piece of cake, you know, in another hour. I could give cake to everyone here, and you could go home and eat lunch, and you would still want dessert after lunch, right? We think we want these things. We think that, that that's what will satisfy, that's what will make us full, that that's what we're hungry for until we get them, and then we find out that it's, it's kind of a letdown. The people who were just chasing Jesus around the lake followed him, you know, he says, not because they saw miraculous signs, but because he gave them bread. They, they followed him because they had gotten the bread and they were full, but then that wore off and they wanted more. And so they chased after Jesus because he is the one who gave them the bread because that's where they found this, this thing that filled them up, this thing that they were hungry for, right? We are hungry for all kinds of things in our society today, in our world today, in our lives. We're hungry for, for cake. We're hungry for victory. How often have you heard that sentence? But it's not enough just to win one, right? Because then you want to win the next one. And then you want to win the one after that. And then you want to win the, the big one. You want to win the state championship Congratulations, all the four teams that went from here for cross country. You want to win like the, the national championship. You want to win the Super Bowl, right? But what do you hear when people get up and they're giving their Super Bowl speech? What do you hear when they're, they're having the parade welcoming them back to town the week later? You hear, I'm going to Disney World and I'm coming back and I'm winning this again next year, right? Because it's not satisfying enough to win the Super Bowl once, you have to go back and win it again, again, and again, and again, because the hunger is still there. Because it's one of those things that no matter how much you get it, you always seem to want more. We have the same thing with, with jobs, with houses, with, with certain numbers that we have to attain, right? If I could just get this amount of money, then I'd be comfortable, then I'd be happy, then I'd be satisfied, successful. If I can just get that job, if I can just get that car, that house, and yet, how often when people move into a new house or get a new car, and they keep checking the paper for other cars, for other houses? Because it's not enough to get that thing that we think we want, that thing that we're chasing after. It just leaves us wanting more, right? This morning, I'm doing a puzzle with my daughter. 
and it's, it's a little 24-piece puzzle, you know, and she's two, so we're helping her with it. We put it together, and what's the first thing she does? She rips it apart, but she doesn't want to put it back in the box. She wants to put it together again because it's not enough to do the puzzle and to, to have it nice, and you see Dora all of a sudden. You want to do the puzzle again, and then you finish the puzzle, and she'll rip it apart again, and she'll do the puzzle again. That's the same thing we do in our lives. We get what it is we think we want, right? We get that Christmas list on December 25, and then we get to December 26, and there's still stuff that we think we need. There's still stuff that, that we're lacking, that we want, that we're hungry for, because all of the things that we chase after just don't satisfy us the way we hope that they will, the way that we, we think that they will. We do it in relationships. How many times have you, uh, have you built a friendship with someone or you've built a relationship with someone and you think, this person completes everything that's lacking in me, right? All the problems that I have with myself, this person is going to be the answer for that. That's not a healthy thing to expect of someone else. And you go into the relationship and pretty soon you find out that, you know, this person has their own flaws, they have their own you know, struggles, and there are these things that, that you're supposed to be to complete that that you can't be. And they can't be those things for you, and it's not fair to expect that. And that's why we sometimes feel let down by other people, because we have these, these expectations that this relationship is going to be there to, to solve everything in my life. And no other person can do that. No, no cake can actually, if, if I gave you cake today, not only would you be hungry at lunch, I'm not going to come back at like 2031 and talk to you and say, you know, do you want some cake today? And you'll say, no, I'm good. I had some 20 years ago. The cake wears off. The victory wears off. The, the, the newness of all of these things wears off and we're not satisfied anymore. anymore. We want more and we go chasing after it. Jesus tells the people, you, you chase after all of these things and you follow me because you, you got this bread and you're, you're wanting more, you're hungry again, you need to find what it is that will actually satisfy you, what it is that will actually fill you up, what it is that will actually bring you peace and fulfillment and contentment. Because these other things don't do it. You know, and, and that's why we get disappointed and, and fed up with them. That's why our lives sometimes feel, feel empty or meaningless or hollow. It's because we're chasing after all of the wrong things that, that never bring us that satisfaction. Jesus tells them, if you want to find that bread that brings life, if you want to find that, that bread that brings fulfillment, that bread that brings satisfaction, if you want to find the bread that you can eat and never be hungry again, you need to find me. You know, he goes on in the passages afterward and he says, you know, interesting and cryptic things that, that scare people. And he says, you know, my, my body is this bread and you need to eat it. And they take it literally and they get a little freaked out. The point that he's making is that if you want to find that satisfaction, if you want to find that fulfillment, if you want to stop chasing after all of these things that you think define your life and give you meaning and never do, you need to come to me. Because it's, it's when we have Christ, it's when we've, we've found that in him that, that we don't have to keep chasing after these other things. What, what does it matter 
What does it matter if, if I don't achieve this number, if I don't have you know, that house, or if I don't have the, the nicest car, or, or any of those other things we, we think will fulfill us, if I don't have the, the latest cell phone, but I've got Jesus, right? What, what good are those things when I'm just going to want the latest upgrade, when I'm just going to want something else, if I've already got Jesus? That's what he's telling us when he says that we need to find the bread of life in him. This morning, there are people here who are still, you know, being honest, and, and there's several that are, I'm sure, wrestling with the whole Jesus thing. You know, they, they don't know where they stand with that, or they know where they stand, and they're, they're just unsure. Too often in our lives, we, we ask those questions, we chase after those things, and, and they don't fill us up. And we keep looking for, for something else. We keep looking for the, the next thing that's going to be enough, finally. This morning, I, I get to tell you, I mean, it's, 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 it's my privilege to, to share with you that, that there is something that actually satisfies. There is an answer to that that, that finally fulfills those, those cravings that, that is actually something you could get that will be enough where you don't have to run around chasing after all these other things anymore. There is something that finally brings peace to our lives. You know, you don't, you don't need to look to something else to be fulfillment, for something else to be what you need when you've got Jesus. You know, you don't need this other person to, to balance you out. You don't need the other person to, to fulfill all of those, those things that you think you're lacking because you already have that in Jesus. And honestly, that's something that, that enables us to be a better friend, a better spouse, a, a better child, a better parent, because I'm not looking to my children, I'm not looking to my wife, I'm not looking to my friends to, to be all of those things that I, that I think I'm lacking. I've got that already. There's this bread of life that actually fills you up, that actually satisfies you, and you don't have to keep looking for that everywhere else. I mean, if you want to know who really enjoys winning the Super Bowl, who really enjoys that, that national championship, who really enjoys winning the, the, the state meet, Honestly, I think it's the people who, who already are satisfied in who they are and where they stand with Christ. Because they can enjoy that and not think, okay, well, I've got to have more. You know, I've gotten to this point and it's empty. They, they're already satisfied because they have Jesus. They're already satisfied because there's this peace, there's this fulfillment, this contentment about them. You know, that they still want to win the Super Bowl, but it's not defining their life. That's not what drives them. It's not this, this hunger, this emptiness. It's that they've already got Christ and, and they work over here. You know, they, they try to do these things. They try to, to achieve, to, to win, to compete, to attain. But it doesn't define who they are. So when they lose, they're not a bad person. They're not a failure. When they win, they don't need to keep winning to be a success. They don't need to keep winning to be happy. They've already got Christ. What else could you need? Christians, and there are probably a few of you here this morning too, I hope, uh, we forget that all the time, don't we? We chase after all of these other things. We try and find peace and try and find contentment everywhere else, and we forget, we forget that there's already Jesus. We look for that 
that, that happiness, that satisfaction, that, that thing that's really going to help us to achieve that, that joy, that, that level where we're finally at peace, we're finally content. And it's because we've forgotten that we already have Jesus. You don't have to chase after all of these other things. You just have to remember that you've got Christ. So often that, that slips away from us. About a week and a half ago, I was at this uh, thing in Denver, and um, they used to call them conferences, but now, uh, because conference has a negative connotation, they've started calling it a, a cafe. So we have this missional cafe that, that people go to, and, you know, the name is Cooler and Hipper, and somehow I snuck in, and <laughs> one of the people who's there sharing says this thing, and and. It's kind of been sticking with me. He says, there are things that we do so well in our reformed circles. And there are some things that other groups do well that, that we have missed. And one of the things that, that he says we don't do uh, nearly as well is we don't often provide people the, the space and the opportunity to respond. Right? You know, usually I, I get up and talk and, and we sing a song and then we send you out and and honestly, if you're like me, you go have lunch, and sometimes a little bit of that dies. You know, a little bit of the momentum dies. It doesn't carry past lunch because I'm stuck on my dessert. Uh, this morning, uh, this morning, I, I believe that there are people here who have been, uh, been trying to fill that hunger in all kinds of different ways, whether you're Christian, whether you're non-Christian. I, I know that we all do that. I know that there are people here this morning who have, who have been disappointed, who have been let down, who have, who have found these things to be empty. That as soon as you get them, you realize that, you know, that's not enough and I need to go chasing after something else. Now, this morning, after I pray, we're going to have the, the worship team come up here and they're going to lead us all in a few songs. But while they do that, we're going to have some people in the back of the room. And if you are... If you are at that point where God's been speaking in your life and he says, you know, just come to me. Just, just be satisfied with me. I will be for you the bread that means you never need to hunger again. I'll be for you that drink that, that finally satisfies. It means you never have to be thirsty and chasing after all these things only to be disappointed and, and left hungry and empty again at the end of the day. When they ask Jesus, what work do we have to do to get this bread? He says, you know, the, the only work you need to do is, is to believe in me. The only work you have to do to, to receive this bread of life is just to believe. To believe that Jesus is actually enough. To believe that Jesus is actually someone who's going to be there to, to satisfy you. Because we forget that or we, we think, okay, well, I've got Jesus, but that's not enough and I need all of this other stuff. This morning, uh, this morning, if, if you hear that and you think, I, I want to believe, I want to take that step, I want to be someone who, who has that bread of life, who finds that peace, that contentment, that wholeness, that satisfaction. And I, I want to share that with someone else. I want to talk to someone else about that. Uh, while we're worshiping, we'll have people in the back for you to go and, and pray with, uh, people to go in and talk to if you have questions or, or there's something you want to share. Um, the rest of us are going to continue to uh, worship 
And, and if, if we need more time, we'll be here again after the service and they'll be in back and, and we'll have more people join. Uh, but as we worship, I want you to take just a minute and to stop and to ask yourself if, if God is calling you uh, to reach out and to believe, if God is calling you to, to accept that bread of life and to stop chasing after all these other things that only leave you hungry. Let's join together in prayer. Lord God, we confess uh, that we have hungered for so many things besides you. Uh, we confess that we've, we've tried to fill ourselves up with all of these things that just leave us empty. Uh, we confess that we have been people uh, who run after things, who run after relationships, who run after success, who run after everything we can think of but you, trying to fill ourselves up, trying to find that, that thing that will actually make life meaningful, that thing that will actually bring us peace. God, I pray that as, as we continue in worship, uh, that your spirit would be at work in all of our hearts. Uh, I pray that you would be uh, showing us how we can find that peace, that contentment, and just believing that you are who you say you are. God, I pray uh, that you would be with uh, the words of the song. I pray that you would be with the worship team. I pray that you would uh, be with those who are going to uh, pray with your people. And Lord, I pray that this would be a time when we could uh, hear from you and respond to you in faith. Uh, in Christ's name, amen.